The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara's a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listened to Dancing at the Crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get me Counties like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chair. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through thick and thin. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. First points on the board for the seniors with a 130-126 to win over Antrim in Wexford Park on Saturday. The under-20s are through to a Leinster semi-final after beating Westmead Mullingar 3-17-3-12. That game will be against Kilkenny on Wednesday, May 10th in Nolan Park. And our minors were narrow, narrowly beaten by Kilkenny in the Leinster semi-final on Monday. Two out of three ain't bad, Ben? I like to win all the games, Gary. You know, they agree like that. Would have been nice so, to get to the Leinster final. But... You think it was a bad weekend then for Wexford Oh, No, not a bad weekend. But, you know. <laughs> Still, the most recent one. You're only as good as your last game. Yeah, so you're doubling down on it's a bad weekend. Yeah. Finished yeah. on a sour note. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> We're joined this week by one of Antrim's finest and former All-Star, Terence Sambo McNaughton, as well as Owler sharpshooter and current Oilgate manager, Des Maiden. Wexford 130, Antrim 126. Four points in the end. It felt comfortable for a while, but was it? Yeah, well, when I was at it, I did feel comfortable now that Wexford were probably, you know, from the start, I think the way they started, got three points, I think, in the first four or five minutes. So, I think it was deceiving. I, I Anthony didn't play too bad, but to me, Wexford were comfortable enough now. I, I thought, you know, I wasn't really worried. Until the last, kind of, maybe they got a little bit nervous from towards the end or whatever and, and done some stupid things. But I, I thought Wexford were very dangerous from the word go. You know what I mean? I thought... Uh, from the start, and I thought Antrim were sloppy, you know, especially the first half with with their possession, and I thought they left way too much room for Rory O'Connor. Anyway, do you know what I mean? It was he could have got he could have got he got seven, he could have got ten points in the game. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's there's no defending that the way we played, especially in the first half. Like we were all over the shop. Like we had Rory O'Connor will never have an easier game. And then I thought we. We give Wexford way too much room and not there, but it was kind of a game that we felt Wexford, Wexford were always in control. Though the last twenty minutes we did make a game off and not there, we got to grips with the pace better, but we were just too many boys that were having an off day. Like you know, like Lee Ching caused us problems throughout there as well. He won a lot of possessions in the second half. Uh, we couldn't really get to grips with him, and but. 
in the first 20 minutes to Rory O'Connor was getting perfect balls. Like, and I wouldn't necessarily blame the full back line. I would blame outfield players and that there were he was getting perfect balls in in front of him. And like, you can't defend against a, a hurler of his quality when he's getting balls like that. Would you look at maybe some goal chances you had, Sambo, thinking that maybe he had a couple of more of those went in? Yeah, like, like saying that, at, at the last 20 minutes, all you're needing in a situation like that is a point to a ball or a break or somebody get on the end of a ball and one of them runs with James McNaughton or Caleb Malloy can do that there and then there's a real dogfight on it. But I, if we had a played in the first 20 minutes the way we did in the last 20 minutes, it would have been a clinker of a game. But I... I just thought we started very poorly and very naive. We're still, we're still, we don't have the strength and depth that other counties at this level seem to have. When when we lose a player or two or certain players, we're not replacing like we like, and that's the biggest problem we have. And that's nothing against management or anything. That's just a fact of life. Like we don't have the, we don't have the strength and depth. Like and no McManus. Tried hard and done a lot of hurrying and fighting and breaking balls off and that there. Like he was contailed a lot too. But you know, and uh, I think Joe Maskey get took off very uh, just before half time. Scott Walsh got away and you couldn't really argue about it. Uh, there's a couple of other boys who've maybe been replaced a lot earlier, I thought too, but that's just my own personal views on it. And news came in, there's just a few minutes before the the throw-in that Lee Chin was in, which was great, but he was in for yeah. Conor McDonald. Um, whatever about Chin starting, were you surprised to see Conor dropped? Yeah, sure. Look at the, you'd be thinking, you know, Wexford outside of Wexford, I'd say, you know, Conor McDonald, Lee Chin, Rory Conor, they are probably, I still think they are three best forwards, but I'd be a Conor McDonald fan and we're going to be playing again with all gay and I'd be worried about him, you know, uh, I think maybe for the balance of the team, it's better Conor McDonald is not on. You know, I would probably, when when it happened, I was thinking, you know, are they making the right decision? But I think it works out well for Rory O'Connor with Liam Morgan McGovern because he has such a high work rate. I was down that end where Rory O'Connor and Liam Morgan McGovern were and McDonald wouldn't be making the runs Liam Morgan McGovern is making. So I think it's, I think the balance of the team He's probably better with with Conor McDonald not in the team at the minute with the fight because you're playing with five forwards. We're playing with a sweeper, so the balance that would mean like you need five very mobile forwards and look at that. Conor McDonald's asset is 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 getting the ball and getting scored. But I also think Conor McDonald is going to be a handful then coming into the game with 15, 20 minutes left, and he is going to be. He's still a top forward. It's just in the system that they're playing. Conor McDonald would be a top forward in, in Lim- if he was with Limerick, no sweeper involved, he'd be Seamus Flanning and Aaron Galan, he'd be one he'd be doing probably as much damage as them. It's just with Wexford, I think they're right to go back to the sweeper. We're we're too open without a sweeper, still open last week with a sweeper in times. So I think uh, I think Darry made the right decision last week by by, by not playing Conor McDonald's and uh, I think the perfect player for a foil for uh, Rory O'Connor is uh, Lee Mom McGovern because he's just movement and fitness is, is crazy. Like, 
it was very much to the annoyance of the the three lads beside me who had backed Conor McDonald for first goal scorer. But, yeah. <laughs> well, they get the money back if he if he, if he didn't come on with the call. <laughs> but, uh, but but you're right, like the impact he did make when he did came, come on for the last what well, probably ten minutes or so, like those three or four scores that came off balls that he was winning and and handing out. Yeah, and I think like I I do think he I think he looks sharp. I think he, he Conor McDonald looks fitter than he has in previous years. He looks very sharp. It's just you know it's 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 not in him to be a Lee Mo McGovern that work rate that it's it's he's more of a you know a scorer and that's what he is and 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 it just it it doesn't probably suit at the minute that Wexford need mobility and and the balance was definitely like you take. We scored one twenty five, I think, from play or something like that. One twenty four. Um, we we created a lot of chances. We 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 won again. Galway. We were we got two lucky goals. Like really, you know, you can't. And we were terrible up front again. Again. Um, now look at Antrim. wasn't Antrim didn't help themselves as as Sambo said there. They they left like you can't blame the fullback line. The ball was coming in too easy. Like you you cannot play again, Rory O'Connor. Sean Finn wouldn't mark Rory O'Connor last Sunday, Saturday evening. He he wouldn't have had a hope again because he was running out to the corner with with space and time and the ball being placed in front of him. You need to stop the supply to stop Rory O'Connor, you know. So that was you can't blame the entrant backs. They done they done well enough at times, you know, but there was just too much space and too much time for 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 delivery and deliveries in like. And from your own perspective, Sambo, when you see like a top four like Conor McDonald on the bench are you happy enough or do you also see the merit in what Derry Egan was trying to do with the with the two guys with a bit more mobility inside yeah the game's all about moving now and Conor is definitely like a, but I still think you need uh, your let out man like Conor's a good guy to hold around the squares if you do have to go long like, you're going to have less time in the ball as you go against the as you start to progress I believe Wexford will get the third spot. I believe things are going on. And if they are, I, like I'm a Conor McDonald fan myself and that there. I do like the way he plays. And I think he's a, an outlet, you know, and uh, if, if you're playing through the lines, maybe not a Conor McDonald, but like in the, the modern game now, like like Wexford were brilliant at going through the lines and that before, and they're playing that then. I wouldn't have Conor McDonald, but... It's kind of six and one and a half the other the other way I see it. Like, it, do Wexford of six four? It's better than Conor McDonald. I would argue not, to be honest. You know, and 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 he is it. He allows he allows if I'm playing wing half and I'm under pressure. And sometimes you are. You just got a lunch, you know. And, and he's he's always handy to have there with three ten and a half forward line. In and out midfield, not there, causing havoc and out there. Connor's a good man to have about the square, like for that outlet ball, I feel. Des, do you think then that going to Crow Park on Saturday evening against Dublin, do you think Connor's going to find himself on the bench again? Oh, he, he won't be on. Like, that's unless there's an injury. The only one to me, like, he, he's, he's, he's not going to change. Who would you drop in the forward line? Like, you know, you have Jack O'Connor got five points, Rory O'Connor got seven. Eamon McGovern got three. Each in is undroppable. And then O'Shane Foley played well. Like So I, I couldn't see Conor McDonald being on. No, he definitely, I would say, is going to have to, to, you know, and he showed a good attitude when he came. And Sambo said, he is a good outlet ball, but I would question, I would 
question our delivery at times. It's not like it's not Conor McDonald's fault at the time. I don't think our delivery, our distribution is up to the mark of a Limerick. Obviously, no one's at a Limerick, but when we will be put under more pressure again, Dublin this week, our distribution lads will lose their mind at times, and then it'll be drove up anywhere, and that's where. I think Limo McGovern is is going to be inside because they will think he's he's working harder and stuff like that. But it is a six one half losing the other. It is hard to like Conor McDonald. He's a top forward. He's just all these systems. You know that's what's coming into play in regard of systems and balance and stuff like that. And um, he, unless there's an injury, I couldn't see him being on. Yeah, well, we've got something similar of a problem too. Like if. If you take on the momentum or trying to get a scalp of the teams above them and directly above them and the pecking order would be Dublin and then Limerick or Wexford above that and that there. And like, Conor McDonald would fall into the category, I feel, of some momentum players. They're, they're capable of doing these brilliant things. Then they disappear for 20 minutes and then they'll pop up again and do a brilliant thing where the modern player now for it has to work like a dog. Like, you know, you took... You did declare for it's a hook and the block, and yeah. even away from the scores there. When the like guy, when I'm coaching kids, I always tell you the job to do when you don't have the ball. Like you're still have you're, you're still in the game. You have to close down space. You have to create space. Whatever the the, the situation arises, and probably that's the question mark over Conor McDonald and a few of the other players too. They're they're great when they have the ball, but do they do the work when they don't have the ball? That, that a team needs if they're going to go through these systems and working and not letting people break lines and all that sort of stuff that the modern game has brought upon us. How do you feel about that? Yeah, look, at I, I agree with everything you're saying. It's it. I wasn't a great worker myself now, you know what I mean? I was more... <laughs> I was more... Uh, I would have been got on to... Especially by Frank Flannery, would have been... It was always... He wasn't worried about me hurling. He was worried about me hurling with the... Used to drive me crazy, but now we are over team, and now we are molder and whatever. It's a big part of the game. Like it's, uh, you stop the delivery from the defense and stop them coming out because you can't. The the thing with the, the likes of Conor McDonald, his strength, it's a fifty fifty ball playing a ball into the likes of Conor McDonald at times, maybe sixty forty in his favor. But if the ball goes to ground. You're under pressure defending then, and that's what that's what teams are getting good at. Even a Seekley Kenny yesterday, they're a lot slicker on their on their distribution than they have been in previous years. Galway, like they, the amount of scores that are got with three and four passes from 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 the ball breaking down and stupid ball, like see Parik Walsh yesterday. Now, you know he's still in the old school mode of it. That he's getting the ball in corner back and he's he's driving it as far as he can get, and then Galway are coming back and getting scores. That's what's you know that's where lads like that are coming under pressure in the in the modern game now as well. It's not just the forwards; it's, it's the backs with distribution. You know, and like we're in the old days, even going back ten years, you yes. get away with driving the ball long. But at the minute, it's just like the Limerick and the Clare, even now with uh, Tipperary, are, are doing the same thing. They'll gobble you up on 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 stupid ball put into the forwards. Were you disappointed Saturday evening, Sambo, that uh, Rory O'Connor wasn't actually playing as a sweeper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'd have loved to see Rory O'Connor playing the sweeper. We were trying to work out where our sweeper was. Like, 
Uh, that's the I couldn't. I didn't know where he was. I was down to end. No, we were we were sitting down like you, you guys are watching the game through Wexford eyes, and you're mainly watching. Yeah, Wexford. I'm coming from the other side. We, I was like, if I had any hair, I was going to pull it out. Or kind of like, where the where the the sweeper? Like, what are we doing? Or who is going back there? I was going on. I was, I was like watching the. In the first 20 minutes of watching a car crash, like, it's like watching the movie Titanic, you just know this boat's going to sink. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like we were trying to, well, why isn't somebody back there? Why are we not back there? Why are we closing this down? Or why, why is he getting so much space? And we were trying to figure it out. And not, who is the extra man? And, and to be honest, I came away from the game after and I still wasn't sure who the extra man was or who our sweeper was or what he was supposed to be doing or too far out. And like even... But even from our own point of view, like, like, think Joe Maskey started the game. Joe would be a natural halfback midfielder, like, and we're trying to condition him to a full forward, and then he swapped off, and it's kind of like that's what we've got, boys, and, and we don't have the strength and depth, and, and we're we're trying to get that next level and that next, like, though we have. At the start of every year, we would be want to stay in the division, want to play at the higher level as long as we can, bring fellows through and that there. But it's just it's three or four years now, and we're kind of static. And we needed to get scalp off Dublin or a Wexford or them couple of teams directly above us and move on. And we can't do it because we just don't have the the amount. Like once you're like that was probably Joe Maskey's first start at full forward in a championship match. He played a couple of times for the club and he's like a target sort of man or all right. But you know, it's probably not fair on him either. But but that's what we're having to do, you know. And when you're having to do things like that there, it usually comes back to haunt you and the higher levels you go to. Do you think you have uh young players coming through that that can could get you there? Um, I don't know. and that's my honest answer, like you know, like like Young Scott Welch is from a young club there, and like I think the occasion got them a bit. They looked panicky. Like there was one time he just kicked the ball in front of him when he should have picked it, and and he was just launching. He was just like he wouldn't be a regular starter. And it looked if he was very very nervous. Now I've seen Scott play hundred times in my own club, and I've coached him and that there, and he's better when he showed. But he looked at the occasion, just got him and that there, but um. You know, like the full back lane or full back lane has been a problem now these years. And we're trying to win it, guys, at full back off and on. And Dimmy McMullen's out injured and that there. And we're kind of we're kind of putting stick and plaster over cuts a little bit and that there. But no, at, to answer your question, I know it's a long one to answer, but we don't have them coming through enough or seeing to be able to walk on to a, a senior team to go to Wexford Park to. Mark and Rory O'Connor and do a job and out there. We're, we seem to be struggling now. And if we lose McManus this year, there's a realistic chance. Neil's now 35, getting on a bit. Can't see him going another year, to be honest. He's, he's a club made of my own. And like, he's going to leave a big hole behind because though he didn't get a lot score wise, but he, he was getting the blocks and the hooks in and he was putting himself about. and. You know, he showed that he was up for it and out there and he takes watching and I don't see any other leader of that statue coming through. Like and that's what worries me for maybe our future. 
hopefully I'm proven wrong, but I still have that worry in the back of my head that, you know, like to me, Paddy Burks are totally outstanding defender against Dublin. He was man of match and he was caught, you know, as you said, like nobody's marking Rory Connor and, and the balls he was getting, but we don't have a lot of experienced backs. Like, like the back line was very uh, naive, I thought, for the whole game. Like at times they were doing things. Even Lee Ching in the second half, some of the balls he was allowed to catch. I know he's a smashing player and he's one of them marquee players, but, but we should have been putting more hands on him, if you know what I mean. You were quite happy anyway, uh, Des, with Rory O'Connor's positioning this week. Yeah, like he, you know, he's most dangerous inside and, and uh, he won't get the room he got last week again. He won't get the same room I'd say again, Dublin, and he'll either have Paddy or Smith or, or Owen O'Donnell on him, uh, you'd imagine. So he's not going to get it easy, but Rory's very dangerous. Like he, he is unmarkable. I think he's one of the forwards in Ireland that if he has space, you 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 don't stop him if, if he's if he gets the ball because he's, do, he, he's very cool, like in regard of, and he's a great man to break tackles and uh, get scores. Like, but he is good. I think he's good centre forward as well at times. Maybe they can move Chin in and, and you know mix it around. I wouldn't be leaving them to the corner because he said we're not going to get the balls. There was a spell there now in the second half. He didn't get much ball. You know, he came back into it again. But there is probably a time where Rory O'Connor is going to have to. You know, like again when they won the Leinster final with Davy in in nineteen or whatever. He scored one four. He was in the half forward line, I think, for most of that. So he is good at breaking on the ball as well. I wouldn't be just leaving him in the corner either. I don't think he's an Aaron Galanda. He's an out and out corner forward. I think he there is room for him to be out the field, but definitely not a sweeper. Like you know, it's probably with Kevin Foley's kind of after being shafted as regard of. I can't understand why. I know he hasn't maybe been going as well with Wexford, but he was a good sweeper in my eyes. Now the O'Keefe is newer to the role. Still on, not sure about him there because I think he's better in the middle of the field. So, I think we have our, I think we have our kind of problems with sweeper as well in regard of I don't know, we don't have a the Burkers, uh, maybe a Declan Hannon or someone like that or Cottle Mannion or some of them or Parik Mannion to, to play a sweeper role as regard of more Keith is more of a forward thinking player. So, you know, but look at Rory O'Connor should definitely be in the forward. He's one. He's a He's in the top probably 10 forwards in, in Ireland. No. It looks like it's going to be uh, that D is going to play there and then in 55, 60 minutes that Kevin Foley is going to come on. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. Like, uh, do you know, I, I don't think D O'Keefe looked tired. I, I think he wasn't taken off because he was tired. Like, I, I think they actually probably took him off. Um, he he mishit a few balls and he flustered a few balls. I think it was more so for that than, than, than him being tired. So, Kevin Foley didn't you know, show too much when he came on in the guard of the 15 minutes but I do think maybe if Kevin Foley had been in that like it's, if you're in that sweeper role I think you get in tune with it and I think he he maybe should have maybe got league game time in that position again because look at we won the Leinster he was outstanding uh, Kevin Foley was like in, in that position and uh, you know I think you're taking a bit from D O'Keefe when he's not in the middle of the field as well you had mentioned it earlier, but uh, like, how important is it now for Wexford with the likes of Jack O'Connor getting five from play, Rory seven, Ushin Foley got four, uh, Carl Dunbar won two, Chin got three from play, Mogi got two, and considering that 
it's kind of been highlighted that Wexford don't mightn't have the same firepower as some of the, uh, the other counties. No, and we don't like. I, it's not going to be. We're. It's not going. If we beat Dublin now next Sunday, it's not going to be like we had. La- There's not going to be that spread of scores. Like Jack O'Connor might get a couple of points. Wisin Foley might get a couple. They're, they're, to me, they're not. Our 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 heavy hitters are Rory O'Connor, Lee Chin, Connor McDonald. If he's on the team, the boys are chipping in. People like you know, Cottle Lombard is probably not like midfielders are not going to be chipping in with one goal and three points every game. It's maybe a couple of points. Uh, so I I do think I do think the forward line had a good balance to it last Sunday. We've good size, we've good mobility, and I think we're going to trouble Dublin. I think uh, there's a lot of things with with Wexford at the minute, but. I think Wexford are better than Dublin. That's my opinion. I think Wexford have a better team than Dublin. We should be beating them. We shouldn't be thinking we're going up there to this. And it's a must-win game for Dublin. I think Wexford have a good chance after looking at Kilkenny yesterday. I wouldn't put it past Wexford to beat uh, Kilkenny in Wexford Park. Kilkenny will probably be through at that stage. Dublin have Dublin lose on Sunday. They're out of the championship. Wexford lose. They still can. They still can slip in with a win against Kilkenny. So, I I think I I think we should be going at Dublin next Sunday. I think, as I said, we're better than them. We've better forwards, and it's to tie down. You know, as we were getting back to Antrim, like Shane Rick done an unreal job on on Cunning. Like you know, he never he got one point I think from play, and he got seven or six or seven I think the week before. So like it's it's getting the matchups right next Sunday. But I said, I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of Dublin. You know, definitely wouldn't be afraid of Dublin. But is it, I, to be devil's elegant, are you giving too much credibility to the five and six points in that there? You're not going to get that room next week, or maybe you'll definitely not get yeah. it the week they're not there. Like, and I'm, I'm not not on my own team, but like Antrim in the first 20 minutes were, they were like a, a division three team nearly, like, you know, they yeah. didn't know, they were all at sea, and like, to be honest, like, I think if we had been playing, we got a couple of points ourselves. You know, there's that much room going on. Like, like you can't put too much on on the scores that players got. Uh, I think on Saturday night, like I I agree. I think Wexford's better in Dublin and out there. And I definitely see them getting the third place. But like Wexford's going to have to sharpen up to to go to the level above them, like. Oh yeah. yeah. So you're not giving us a chance to get to the Leinster final either, Sambo. Yeah, well, as you say, like you have my chance if Kilkenny are through when they come to Wexford Park and not there, but I I just see Kilkenny a bit ahead of Wexford and I gotta be honest, like you know, I, I was at the game last week or yesterday with Emma Galway and it was a kind of a shadow boxing sort of thing. You take the first half, we'll take the second half. But I still think Kilkenny have a lot more hurting to do this year, to be honest. I don't think Kilkenny will be through before that. Like, not necessarily. Like, if, if Wexford beat Dublin, uh, well, they might be through, but they won't be through to a Leinster final because. No, they might be through to a Leinster final. Yeah. They probably think, will be Kilkenny through. really should have been. I know I know. we're talking about the, the Galway Kilkenny match being a bit of shadow boxing. I kind of think both teams needed to win that as well. Unless they're really like taking Wexford and Dublin for granted and and Westmead and Antrim, yeah, like I, I I don't think I like I think Kilkenny 
Galway got like I thought Galway were the better team in the first half, but I think Kilkenny. But as I said, I don't think there's that much between the the teams in Leinster with Wexford. I don't think Wexford. The thing with Kilkenny and Galway yesterday, there's no sweeper in play. They went fifteen on fifteen, whereas when Wexford play Kilkenny, Kilkenny have a bit of difficulty with a sweeper. You know that they, they Wexford have done well again. Kilkenny in 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 the last four or five years, like you know, they, they've they've went pretty better than we had in in twenty years. We've probably got more wins in a couple of years than we did in twenty years in the last five. So look at I I I think Munster. I think Leinster is obviously behind the Munster, but I don't think Galway and Kilkenny are blowing the lights out at the minute. I I you know I I I wouldn't be afraid of Kilkenny coming down to Wexford Park, but I do think Sunday for Wexford and Dublin, like you. If you get the win, there's a huge burden away from like you know you should be, you will be true basically. Wexford need to beat Westmead and and they'll be true in in third place. So to play Kilkenny in the last game, they'd have a right cut arm in the last game. Why, uh, why do you think uh, Dublin were taking Wexford to Crove Park? What's the thinking behind? I have that? no idea. I mean, yeah, I can I can only maybe. assume for the Wexford lads, they're happy enough with that. Rather than going to a packed Pinell Park, yeah, pitch, pitch, uh, is there something that the rest of us are not seeing? This, like, you know, there, there I, I assumed, be- I assumed that there was going to be a double header and Dublin were going to be playing football, but but they're not. No. No. I also think it might be a fairly em- fairly empty stadium. Well, there was only four thousand two hundred in Wexford Park. At the at the weekend, which I thought was a fairly a fairly low crowd, considering it was packed solid for a Walsh Cup game at the start in January. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. <laughs> so it was ten thousand at that. I think wasn't there so. Yeah, but I do think I I, I do think of it. You're right. I wouldn't fancy Wexford going up to Parnell. I'd be on the other side of the foot now. I if you're going up to Parnell Park, I'd be thinking Dublin are probably physically good. Probably a bit better than Wexford regardless of size, but I think Wexford have more hurlers in Dublin, so Pro Park should be suiting Wexford. And more forwards, you know, to me, you have Donald Burke and, you know, you have Ronan Hayes and you have Keno Sullivan, but I think Donald Burke is their only top forward. You know, I think the rest of them can be reminded. I, I, that, that's the question, who's going to mark Donald Burke? Shane Rick is the go-to man, so is he going to play centre-back? That's, that's the other question for Wexford. Yeah, you haven't heard anything, Des, about Liam Ryan's injury. No, I'm only I'm only hearing what I, I presume Liam. I, he played on for four or five minutes. I was looking at him. I I'd say Liam Ryan will be okay now. I I'd say that was the precaution. If it had been tighter game, he would have played on. So to me, I don't remember Liam Ryan missing too many championship games, and I I couldn't see Liam Ryan not playing in this game. And how about Damien Rick? Have you any? Inside information. I hope Damien Rick don't play. <laughs> 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 I know. It's, I think it's a, fuss and, a mixture of foot and hamstring injury, I think, caused by, caused by the foot causing hamstring issues or something like that. But the only thing with Damien is I would think that going into a championship game after not playing for five or six weeks is very risky in regard of being up to the, the pace of things. You know, the other... The boys would have played two games, and then going into a match in Crow Park. To me, it's it's a big risk. Like it's a serious risk in regard of in recurrence of an injury. But not only that, being up to the pace of 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 it. The, the only thing that came into my head today when I was doing the podcast is maybe to play Damien Reck as a sweeper. 
move the O'Keefe into the middle of the field and then that leaves you, you're not marking somebody so it's less of a toll on the body. That's the other side of it. Damien Rick is well able to play sweeper. He's a serious hurler and he's good legs. So he's the perfect sweeper in ways. Now, who are you going to drop? Is the other, who who drops out? It's not easy to drop somebody out. Yeah, I know? suppose it was, Connor Foley has done well since he's yeah, come Connor in Foley has Yeah, Connor Foley, I'd say Connor, it's Connor Foley or Connor Hearn who's probably going to come under Pressure with Damien Rick. That's probably the two that one of them will probably drop out, but to be unlucky to drop out. But I say if Damien assists, he'll be on. So, I say this every week, but I'd love to see Connor Foley been playing with the under 20s, to be honest. But can Connor Foley play in the 20s on Wednesday if he plays? I don't know. Seven days. Seven days. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Connor Foley probably didn't offer. He's going to come on though, you see, if he doesn't play as well. I don't know what the story, I don't know the rules behind that, but he's a huge loss for the under-20s. You know, the, the under-20s are probably, just looking at him, they're probably strong, they're strong in the attack. We're probably, we miss the likes of Connor Foley in the back line now. Um, just in, you know, Westmead had a lot of chances last Saturday in that game. So, Connor Foley, look, he's the senior back, he's the best back in, in that under-20 grade, you know, and he's a great midfielder as well, so. He has played well the last two games in fairness to him. Yeah. And Sam, but um, Antrim have played Dublin and they've played Wexford and that's the game that's this weekend. You've kind of alluded to it. You you fancy Wexford as being stronger or in general or just for the game even though it's a, it's an away game for Wexford in Club Park? Definitely fancy Wexford to shield it against Dublin. Like Dublin... If it had been Parnell Park, it could have been, you know, you'd be sitting here thinking, you know, Dublin's hard to shake off in Parnell Park, where Dublin hurlers and Grove Park is kind of an unknown to me. I, I, it's a long time since I've seen them there, and, you know, and they, they have good hurlers not there, but I just, I, I agree with everybody else. I just think Wexford have more quality and all over the field, and I think that'll get them through, especially in Grove Park, like the likes of Rory O'Connor and Jing and these boys and reckon them there. When we get to Crow Park, open pitch, you know, it tends to suit the better team usually. If I was Dublin, I'd want to be bringing Wexford to a played field somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Vanny? Yeah, <laughs> there's a win up here now. <laughs> we'll just have to be clear. Kenny for you to open it up again. Where is it? Corrigan. We have a whole oh, good chance. Good chance then. <laughs> yeah. It's it's seen as a fortress now, like just a, a pitch in a housing estate. Is it is it you feel it's the fortress that people are talking about? Like it's a tight pitch. Uh it is. We've got good results there, like Wexford uh, Waterford, like like last year, even like we should have beat Cork there last year. Like only we give Cork far too much respect, and that there, I felt there was a chance there to beat Cork last year. We we definitely should have beat Dublin this year once. We threw that game away. Like we should have been sitting here with two points, like you know. But it is it is what it is. But Kilkenny's Kilkenny, and they're going to come. With, you know, like they've got some serious hurlers too, and. You know, and if they can change it about to go long, go short, go through the line. This Kilkenny team's evolving nicely as well. Like, you know, 
I agree that they're going through the lines a lot more now than they used to. Another, so well, we'll try and make it as hard as we can. But like, obviously, if you're a betting man, you'll be betting until Kenny. Like, and this Antrim team are very. Um, I don't, they only gave away eight frees at the weekend, yet they got five yellow cards. Were, were, were they actually treated by the referee? Or I don't know. It's a strange statistic, isn't it? Like, uh, but I, I think hurling's changed. There was a time in the stand where uh, McManus pulled on a ball. And the crowd went mad. You know, everybody's looking his being for his blood. And all he did was the ball kind of popped up and he turned around and played Mo in the ball. Like it was totally illegal in that there. Because you hear the clash of the sticks now, people think yeah. you know he's nearly sent off. Like, you know, there was <laughs> nothing wrong with what he'd done. And all the Wexford people around me were being for McManus' blood, like you know. <laughs> Just trying to make it a bit hostile, you know. Yeah. They obviously never seen John O'Connor. <laughs> but I went up to I played in, in in the league in 2005 up in Antrim again up in Lockheed Shamrocks yeah. it took us around seven hours to get up there <laughs> but I remember before before the national anthem I went down to the corner playing corner forward and I didn't even see the corner back came out and gave me two ends of the hurl into the back back into my back and the crowd from Antrim were shouting at him leave the wee man alone <laughs> they were giving out to, this is before the national anthem <laughs> so, and how did you get on did it work uh, Blondie O'Brien got sent off that day for Wexford we bet him up in the league by a point we've struggled now I uh, made me to face one game against Wexford and lucky too back in the day and that is a rough pitch yeah me and Liam Dunn got acquainted that day <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had a size difference there. Yeah, but that didn't matter to Liam. <laughs> I don't think it ever did. No, let's be honest. There's no strength and violence in that Wexford team, all right. Speaking of the under 20s, there's there yeah. beat Westmead by 317-312 on Saturday. And they play Kilkenny Wednesday the 10th. Were you impressed with them? No, I wasn't impressed with them the weekend now again with me. I thought I thought they I thought they struggled at times, you know. It's it's kind of look at they played not too bad in stages, but you know, the first game again Dublin and they were seven points, I think, to not score down or six, whatever. So they seem to be going in, in patches. They can't um they can't seem to Put out for sixty minutes. It is. I think. I do think that the capabilities of beating them, um, Kilkenny, in a few weeks. But the the, the worst. The Kilkenny now probably are not going to use any of the twenties. I think. I don't think any was used yesterday. So, um, Wexford are probably going to lose Connor Foley from from the first game, and then Kilkenny might. Get, I don't know how Billy Drennan is. Like he'd be a top their top forward. So, I just thought Wexford were going in. I think we're going in patches in the twenties that where we look good, and then we look poor and that's kind of the way we're going and that's kind of in the three games but look at the the goods I think it's probably the best of the the underage teams that's coming through in the last while I think that they're they're the group that we need to be getting three and four lads from that group because there is there is quality in that group um and sure we've got Connor Foley already so we kind of we kind of knew that like but I'd be a little bit worried about I'd be a little bit worried about the back line you know I think we need to I think Westmead could have got they got three twelve. I think they could have got three sixteen, three seventeen, pretty easy there. You know, so 
you need to shore it up against Kenny a bit more. How did your miners get on today against Galway, was it? No, Kilkenny got bit by got bit by three oh. points or two or three points, yeah. Four. Four. Four, yeah. So look at they they probably done better than than like you know, they they didn't they, they had it they got had a goal chance in that near the end. They they didn't play too bad at times, but Kilkenny looked that bit stronger. But I think it's the problem in Wexford Zambos getting back to Antrim underage, I, I think I think Wexford are are in a similar boat. I don't see I don't see Rory O'Connor. I don't see Lee Chin. I don't see Matthew O'Hanlon. I don't see Liam Ryan. No. I well, in the I, ranks at the minute. Like I've been harping on about it years. Like uh, I don't know if you've heard of Gale Fast, both partners. Yes. Been on his years, but there hasn't a club in Belfast produced a minor team now of their own in eleven years. Like Ireland and Belfast is slowly but day. Like like it's. It's in a it's in an awful state. Gale fast is not working, but nobody wants to say that or believe it. I don't know. Like, like my own club here, I was involved with minors last year and under fifteens this year. So I've a good insight into Belfast at the minute. But there's three combined teams in that there, but they're, they're nowhere near going to win a minor title or anything. Or like clubs are not doing the work, and that's the bottom line. And and Gilfast is the way it's designed, the way it's set up to go into the schools and within them schools there's about nine or ten clubs represented in them schools so you're not getting the club schools connection, it's just it hasn't worked like we have spent probably over the last 30 years say a million a year on Gilfast and I don't see any signs of it working or there's like anybody there will come through without Gilfast, I don't see it no, and like I see being over a senior team now and this year in 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 Wexford, like it's it's hard. Uh, you know, you wouldn't you you have so many lads playing soccer now. It's crazy. You know, I mean, because of the split season, these lads are playing soccer in September. They're still playing soccer up to yesterday. We we had training today, and you're trying to mine lads. But I I'd be worried about Wexford hurling at the minute. I'd be worried about what coming through because like you have a season there with six weeks in the, in the summer and that's it for Hurling like you have six weeks of Hurling to look at players where before you had four and five months of Hurling and a split season and but lads are still Hurling now lads are finished in the middle of finished in the middle of August here they're playing soccer for seven months yeah. and like I just don't see like we're going and, and in Wexford we we're going to have six or seven lads going off that team now in the next year or two. Like we, we have all our better players are in their early thirties, and one injury for one of them is going to finish them. So we're going to have we need to replace six, seven, eight lads in the next two years. And from what's coming, I'd be worried. Yeah, me too. I did think that minor team had a strong defence. The witch today, yeah, like they conceded, they didn't concede that much. No, 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 they, 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 they didn't. But I'm just going back to Exford. Like we, we're going back to the team that won the the Leinster in what year do we win Leinster? Leinster minor. It was this nineteen. Nineteen, right? So the only one that's played on that team, I think, for 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 Wexford is Richie Lawler, who's who's not a regular. The rest of them, we've we've only one player, I think, on that team. That's on the. It's four years later, and we still only have one player. 
and I don't think there is another player going to come onto that team. I don't know if yous have anyone that, but from the starting fifteen, I think we've three or four that don't hurl anymore. Um, you know, they're emigrated or they're gone, or, and that was the first win in twenty five, twenty six years or whatever it was, and we've only won. We've only one player. That's that's a sub at the minute. Richie Lowry is a good player, and he will be on the team. But it's not enough to be getting through. We're losing in Wexford. We're losing in Wexford lads from eighteen to twenty-two at the minute, and it's not. They're doing all the work in the underage, and that's great. But I don't know why we're we're losing so many lads from from that age. Like, you know, and and a lot of that minor team, they're not. There's not a lot of them playing to a high standard of club hurling in Wexford. Like they're not, they're not showing a massive mountain club hurling. A lot of them lads. So where are they? Like you know, or why didn't we try and keep them going? Or you know, it's completely different. I think the team from that minor to the twenties was completely different than what it was. You know what I mean? So hmm. oh, I don't know. But look at even sure you're getting back. We were texting Gary last week about the, the lads, the eighteen year olds, not allowed play senior hurling in Wexford, like which is a joke. Like it's it's an absolute joke that three of our better twenty year olds are not three of our better. 18-year-olds are not allowed to play chat. They're going to be 19, maybe 19 and a half before they play senior hurling in Wexford. You know, and I, I just getting back to when I was playing, I was 18, myself and Rory and Keith were all on the one team and we got bet by Ratnur and we were being lambasted in Wexford that we're not good enough, we're not good enough. And that was when we were getting bet maybe when we were young, when 18, 19. Now they're not allowed to even hurling Wexford at that age. You know, whereas getting back when we were playing, we were kind of being told we weren't good enough, we weren't, you know, so... Oh look, that's another story. Anyway. Is that what is that what they're trying to protect people from being lambasted well, like you were? <laughs> geez, look at it makes the players as well. Like you know, you you, yeah, you, no, you be you lambasted. Mean. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you don't you don't like it at the time, but it kind of gives you a thick skin in regard of someone saying you're not playing well. Or Anthony O'Connell used to be on me from Ragnar, and he done well on me a good few times. I done well on him a few times, but. Be lad saying to him when you're out, you know, you're not able for Anthony O'Connell or you're not able for Emma Keelan or some of these lads that have been man marking you or something like that. But it's that's part of the game. But I just I think I don't know how an eighteen year old, eighteen or half year old are not allowed to play hard senior hurling in Wexford, like especially for clubs. To me, I, I'm going I'm looking at the league games in Wexford. There's none of the teams have squads in the senior hurling at the minute. There's no squad that wants to lose three or four lads in, in, in the in the league the team is very average they can all get or no different once you lose four or five lads you don't have the squad rapperies are the same Martins are probably a different story that they have squad players that they, they know they probably have 25 hurlers down there but the rest of the clubs in Wexford can't afford an 18 year old like Gowler to have Simon Roach there playing with the you know we've always story out with with Crucius and and Connor Goff is not playing, so like you, you can't replace him with a good hurler like Simon Roach. You know, you're it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know what whether you're you're mainly just or. outraged that Sean Rowley can't play for all game. I am seriously outraged Sean Rowley <laughs> can't play now. I am, <laughs> but I, I I am because he's a serious hurler. But I I for a lot, the, I think yeah. for Sean Sean Rowley was I'm looking at a soccer match behind me now and <laughs> I'm looking at this and. There's 18 year old playing like so. I don't know why an 18 year old is not allowed playing in uh, I think in did, Wexford. Did a, did a 15 year old come on for 
Barcelona or something recently as well. Yeah, he did. He did. But like getting back when I played, Keith Burke was a top forward in Wexford going back 20 years. He was only 15. And Keith had his best years from 15 to 18. And then he went completely off the ball, you know. So <laughs> it's kind of lads like that. Like, you, you know, a lad who's 18, the likes of a Sean Rowley now and Simon Roth, these lads have the capability of playing for we- for Wexford. Probably the 18-year-olds are, are the three on that team who have a good chance of playing for Wexford. So why not give... And, and the way Hurling has gone in Wexford, it's not like it was even 10 years ago. There's there's not that much hitting and just not off the ball. You can't you can't do any of that anymore or you're sent there, off. So There's not clashes like Sambo and Liam Dunn anymore? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> no. We've handed the initiative to other sports, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's where I become like you know, and I play soccer myself still. There's three lads from the alley playing. But with Ali, they weren't allowed to play last year. They were playing soccer with us for a couple of years, you know, St. Joseph. So there, um and them lads, I can see the progression in them lads from playing soccer in a men's grade from last year to this year. You know, and that's getting games and, and, and dealing with men and dealing with lads who were after playing the game for 15, 20 years. And that's what the likes of Sean Rowley and Simon Roach, like Simon Roach there, you know, who's to say Sean Murphy and all more and these lads are not are going to play with Owlert next year? Do you know, or who, who's to say they pick up? And it, like, they have a chance this year to play with Sean Murphy, who's a great hurler for Wexford, or more. The likes of these lads. Now, you're leaving another year you don't know what happened they might be playing like, you know, to get the experience of different patterns of play and different movements of where it lads to go so it's just I think for Wexford Harland they need to, to it's not for Sean Rowley I'm wanting this other teams are probably going to have two and three players that, that can play but it's just a stupid rule you know that's not only in Wexford boys uh, like, yeah. I was over our minor team last year and we had seven guys came out of minor and our under 20 game, <clears throat> literally, you play one game a year. If you get beat, that's one game. It's a championship now, I think. So you could play one game a year. And them seven lads that can that can play under 17 this year have now. They're not good enough to play in our senior team, and they're not. And there's no. There's about three or four junior matches a year they play because uh, we play the what we call it B team on a Sunday and more often than not there's not enough players to play two games so that means that the junior team gets out of the way so you're lucky if you get three or four games so realistically we're asking seven or eight, 18 year olds 19 year olds to hang about for two years keep training play for three or four matches a year if they're lucky and hang about to be able to come good seniors so you're losing them We've lost them, like you know, and that there, and it's a. I agree, it's a crazy setup, but I don't know who thinks these things up. It's, I generally don't. The fixture, I've said it before, it's the fixture committee. The fixture committee now reckon they can put the senior and under twenty games on the same day, and they have no, they've no players who can play both, so they get away with it. It's not a player welfare thing. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's not like. You don't have, like, say, for instance, I'm going to my own club, Owlert. Owlert probably only have one player who's capable of playing senior at that age. We're not talking about a scatter of players. You don't have that anymore. So you're only talking maybe to keep two or three lads playing. You know what I mean? It's it's not, 
it's not like you're you're going to burn out every player and whatever. You're only dealing with the elite players that's able to play. Most of them players are eighteen or not capable of playing senior hurling. Yeah. But it's it's the fellas who are capable of playing senior. They're capable of playing for Wexford. I them are the lads that we're probably going to lose with Wexford. Who's to say? If Sean Rowley or Simon Roach were playing soccer, they were good at soccer, and they're playing soccer for eight months, that they say, Wexford Championship not starting until next July. Or why would, like, you know, as Ben said, you, you we're giving the initiative to, to other sports, especially rugby and especially soccer. You know, the, 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 the two of them are taking over, like. Right, now it's time to pick our Hurler of the Week, sponsored by Bolands Wexford. The Ballins 100 deal is back with some amazing deals this May and you can expect slash prices, fantastic finance deals and unbeatable trade-ins plus comprehensive warranties on all vehicles from for your peace of mind. Don't wait. Visit Bolins, Wexford Ford, Hyundai and Volvo in Ferrybank, Wexford Town. Des, who would be your selection for uh, Hurler of the Week? I think there's only one. I think Rory O'Connor is definitely Hurler of the Week there. You know, seven points from play that upscores dangerous all game and you know we were looking for that probably in Wexford in regard if there was a lot of giving out on social media and stuff where Rory O'Connor was sweeper and stuff so I don't think there's any question of Rory O'Connor's hurler of the week good choice congratulations to Rory for that did I know I was saying that no huh? <laughs> who was your answering player of the week then <laughs> <laughs> no. you don't have one <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. who, who would you have gone for Sambo no I would have given to Rory O'Connor but probably hurler of the week for me I'd say I watched uh, Owen Cody yesterday and I thought he was just pure class oh he was absolutely but our, don't, our talk to, don't, don't talk to me about Owen Cody I don't want to hear about him Coral <laughs> <laughs> Des got rid of Owen Cody from the fantasy hurling team uh, <laughs> and, and this guy kept him <laughs> Two points as captain last week again West Needles. Six points then again. And again, Stephen Bennett, who done nothing. <laughs> so. All right, Des, I'll give you a few tips a few tips at the next transfer. Uh, well, next I'm transfer nearly caught. You're not, you're not in the celebrity league, but I'm near, I could have a good chance of winning that. Yeah, I might have to put my <laughs> name forward for being a celebrity now at this stage. Well, both Vegan is in it. He's the only non-hurler or footballer that didn't play for... Wexford that's in that celebrity league. I don't see that. <laughs> he, he, he's the only one in it. 126 Antrim scored. I think 10 frees Cunning got. Do we need to work on our our discipline, Des? Yeah, well, especially with Donald Burke. Like, you know, and, and you know, just, I don't know, Ed Rouse, I think, texting me. Is there someone who's, you know, they don't miss frees. Kick any. Donald Burke don't miss frees. We have a tendency in Wexford to miss freeze, you know, the league chin is good at him now and whatever, but he's still not probably uh, as good as Donald Burke or, or TJ Reid at, at the freeze. So we definitely need to cut down on the freeze. I think Dublin, the big thing with Dublin I'd be focusing on is to stop Donald Burke. Anyway, that's number one. And and I think Shane Rick is the man for Donald Burke. And he does he has a tendency not to foul as well. So I think if we stop the freeze, we stop a lot of scores from from Dublin. But we have been giving away, we have been giving away a lot of freeze, you know, over the last couple of years. Never mind, never mind. Just the other night, and instead ten points, I didn't know it was that much now, but that's that's too much. When I don't think it was a championship game the other night, I would say that match was, it was half intensity. You know what I mean? It wasn't, 
is you get a score, we get a score. There was too easy to play. You take the Galway and Kilkenny match for the first half there, especially the first half. You didn't have time to think, whereas on Sunday it was more like, it was more, you know, it's more laxy-daisy in regard of, of, of play, so there was no need to, to concede freeze. Right, Sambo, we're going we're gonna to finish with asking you a few quick-fire questions, if that's okay. No problem, go ahead. Who's the best player you've ever played with? With? Played with? With. Uh, fuck. That's a good question. <laughs> it's usually who you're against. Not, uh, uh, not kind of... It's obviously in. some... Uh, uh, Was there no one any good, no? <laughs> probably ultimate Fredericks for skill level. <laughs> good. Good. Left-handed. Brandon. Uh, Leonard McKeegan. James McNaughton. And who's the toughest player that you ever played against? Toughest Wexford player. Toughest Tough. Wexford player you ever played against? I marked Tony Dorn in a club all in semi-final. Um, he skinned you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started off in Tom Dempsey and going really well. And then I had him, uh, they moved me on to Tony Dorn because he's causing problems. And the Toughest one. I just couldn't get grapes with a big paw. Like I think I broke a couple of hurdles over him. He didn't even know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite or most memorable moment from your career? Uh, the only get sixteen-year-old in our first county title ever. Uh, probably the awfully. The thing that sticks in my head most now is the, the guard of honour from Offaly. For I didn't at the time. I didn't think it a big deal at the time when it happened. But as years go on, I thought it was a great gesture from Offaly and something really nice. I've, uh, I've never seen done before in GA or after. I wasn't around for the game. I don't specifically remember it. They, they gave you a guard of honour walking off the field? Yeah, just the players themselves. We beat them in 89 and out there. They give us a guard of honour going off the field. You know, for basically making the breakthrough or whatever, but like I've never seen it done before or after, and it's only and it wasn't organised. It wasn't. It was. It was. What's the word? Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, from the players, and it was just a a lovely gesture of sportsmanship. Yeah, it is a shame that you kind of didn't. Have more breakthroughs? No, we were knocked the door for a long time. Like that, that Tipperary team that hammered us in the final, they only beat us before points the, the year before. Like, but we were carried away with the All Ireland final. Like, the day we lost the All Ireland final was the day we won the semi final. Hmm. Like, we were happy just to get there. We thought that was it, just it'd be great just to play in an All Ireland. Who has Who, been the biggest inspiration in your career? Nobody else. A group of people that helped you along the way, like family members, club members, things like that. But probably the biggest that inspired me most was, I don't know if you've seen me, Lachlan Gale, John, especially these guys, a friend of mine. He's He's been with me all along. He's now 60. Uh, I, 
I'm probably the only hurler in Ireland that never carried his gear into our own club change rooms in my life. He waited for me in the car park every night in life. Like, if I trained three, four nights a week for 23 years, he was there every single night. I don't have a photograph of myself and a cushioned all hurling team without him in it. And from what age were you when he started carrying your gear in and out of dressing room? <laughs> 15. Uh, 15, he came in. I sat beside him in school because they sent me away on a Monday for special needs or because I had a bad speech impediment. And me and him became friends and he came with me to the Harden field and uh, he, he never left till I, uh, you know, my whole career. I played 23 years from the club here, so he was there every single night. And I like there was probably the odd night that I'd done it, but I generally don't mind ever carrying my gear into our, our club change rooms, ever. So he would have to be the biggest inspiration I ever had. And he never he never forgot your shorts or anything? No, no. There every night. <laughs> Waited on me every night. Took them out of the back. And the last one then is name one player that you'd go to war with. Mick Hullahan Limerick. <clears throat> Limerick. <clears throat> Did you play against them? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I think the story is a bull kicked him in the face the week before a monster final and a bull broke his foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, before we go, we'll, we'll just put together all our predictions. Wexford to beat Dublin at the weekend, Kilkenny to beat Antrim, and is it Oilgate to win the senior in Wexford? Yeah, and Leinster as well there, I think, as well. A good chance of winning Leinster. Right. <laughs> okay. They couldn't have got a harder group. Anyway, they couldn't have, they couldn't have picked a harder group. How's the story getting on? Story's over the intermediate team in Owlert at the minute. Is he not still playing, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> he probably thinks well, he's you're you're actually laughing. I played with I I I played with Story till he and I started off. Story I think was forty four or forty three, and he scored six points from play off Peter Barry that year in the in the Leinster semi final. And Peter Barry was centre back for Kilkenny, yeah. so he's a freak. Like Story is, a, yeah. He could have played. He could have played into his fifties now. So that's no that's no joke now. You know what I mean? He. He's oh, smaller. No. He's smaller than he. Than he. He's a lot smaller man now than he was. You know, he's. Yeah. He doesn't look. But he definitely like he's. He's probably the best player I've ever played with. And you know, in regard of. Jesus Christ, he's so hardy and getting scores and so fierce and you know unreal. Like. Yeah, I I, I he, marked him probably. I'd say it's only seven years ago. Um, he was playing for Owler second team, intermediate team, against us in our pitch. And like obviously he must have been into his mid forties, and he yeah, still, yeah. I I would have had a couple of inches on him too, and he was still catching balls over my head. Yeah, pushing no, down, no, pushing down yeah. the helmet over my eyes, getting up on the yeah. back and catching the ball. No, like and I when I started off at Owlert, I was a corner forward, but then they they changed me to wing forward, and that's where. I prefer, but one of the main reasons I probably played well for the three year story was there is he's a great man to catch the ball, and then you'd be on the loop off his shoulder, you know, and and. He suited, but like his hand was just unbelievable. For as you say, he's not. I'd say he's five ten, 
but he's one of the players in Wexford. I would say Lee Chin is the only player I'd say we were looking for a replacement for Martin Story for twenty years, like really. And Lee Chin is, you know, he he is a replacement for Martin Story. But we did, like, you know, we wouldn't have had a centre forward like Story for no. any story. Story be able to play in the modern game as well. It's, there's some lads you'd look back in the older days, like Sambo, I might be able to play in the modern <laughs> no but you know what I mean there's some players you look back that you, you they mightn't play but you know story would 100% no, he's still able no I I made a career catch the ball driving it down the field so if you've done that now you'd be off them five minutes <laughs> <laughs> if you story tell him I was asking for him I will do no bother we don't want you to agree with Dez Sambo. We want you to cut back at him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's story was a special player, all right. He definitely was. But but I feel if all my generation, if you get through them all, they're all adapted to the modern game. Yeah, I know. Still, that still, like, the likes of DJ and all them sort of people, it's Liam Dunn and that. Well, Liam might have stayed in the field too long, right enough. <laughs> <laughs> Liam would have made uh, uh, Hegarty look like Mother Teresa. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to see, though, when you look the likes of Kevin Keenahan and uh, Martin Hanemi. I don't know whether I couldn't uh, see them play, you know, that them kind of players I thought I would do that. Mike Hoolahan, now I don't think would have played in the modern era. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So a couple of lads like that wouldn't have probably played, but most of them, I'd say, would have adapted. I think if a lot of lads around nowadays had played back then as well, they... Exactly, they yeah. Mind. But then you look at the likes of Rory O'Connor and Jack, Jack, uh, Jack like the sons of these players normally are playing, a lot of them are playing for their county as well. So, you know, DJ's son and these kind of lads, so they would have, you know, they would have adapted, definitely. Otherwise, surely. But Kilkenny could have been strong now. Kilkenny are missing a few players. Like, you know, the three or four lads gone away as well. DJ Son and yeah. Richie Lahey and these lads, they're gone away as well. They still don't look too bad. No, they don't look too bad. No, they're, no. they're not too bad. Whatever well, they've left over, I wouldn't mind giving a lift up the road, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How many senior that. teams is in Antrim now? Well... It's past, well, senior teams, there's seven in the senior championship, but reality is in 40 years, I think there's only, <clears throat> like since 1986, there's only three clubs to one county titles, bar one, that one that Russell won. Ourselves, like when I started to hurl, Cushendall and Deloy didn't have any county titles. And now they've got 15 and we've got 14. Jesus. Like, they passed, they passed there. Like, when I say, I could sit, it's, it's another podcast, but like, <laughs> Belfast is like, it's, it's the second biggest city in Ireland. Like, we've done a survey in the school. There was something like 3,700 boys between the ages of five and 11 that never held a hurl. And that's from, that's not, if you know the, the makeup of Belfast, that's just from the nationalist area. There was 3,700 boys that never held a horn. 
so they're no use if they don't hold a hurl at that after that, you know. That's what I mean. If if they're not if if they're eleven years of age and they haven't had no. they're not gonna Forget. put one on it's gone. No. Forget about them. But that that that's what I feel that the work needs done is in Belfast. If Andrew's ever going to close the gap on that level above them or try and keep hurling like like try and get up the pecking order but like it's it's we need to get Belfast going and producing games for us. My own club here now, like like we have become a retirement village here. Uh, we have only like we won the Antrim Fela last year and this year. That's under fifteen, but uh, we have only four under thirteens now. We're gonna to have to amalgamate or join. When my eldest boy was at the local primary school, there was three hundred and fifty odd at the primary school. Now there's 86 of them. So if Cushendall fall away and uh, Cushendall and Glenar, if these clubs with the seaside towns, and they're becoming holy. You can't buy a house in Cushendall. Our whole senior management team are ex-herders and none of them live in Cushendall. So that means that they've come back to manage okay, but you're not going to get their kids. Their kids are away yeah. now. You know? Yeah. And if you come around here on a Tuesday night in November, like 50% of the houses are all in darkness because they're all holiday homes. So, Wexford's not the only one with problems. Yeah. No, they're not. No. We'll try to finish on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> is it nice? If you go up there on holidays, is it nice? Yeah. <laughs> I have a good bar. Get you up a good pint. Come on, see me when you're up. <laughs> Get you a pint. This is your bar. Oh, yeah. We might go up then, will we? Yeah. We might go up. We'll yeah, go up next year. The Wicks are playing our Antrim. No, in the, in the oh. league. <laughs> That's Tom Dempsey there. It's the most beautiful part of Ireland. The Glens of Antrim is generally, it's, it's every bit as nice as the Ring of Kerry or anywhere. It's beautiful. Like, it really is. If, if Antrim survive in... The championship this year, sure, Wexford will be going up there next year. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you in Corrigan Park and we'll see how Roy Connor does them. <laughs> <laughs> Early shots fired. <laughs> uh, here, we'll have to get that corner back out that uh, welcomed him to oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to, I don't want to see him again. See that. Did you score there's actually did you score? I actually I actually scored three points, yeah. It was my first it was my first uh game in the league for Wexford. And then everything but, got but I, but I scored I, he scored two six the week before again Antrim in the Walsh Cup you see so that was I think the guy that, was was another arm graphic no, I don't think it was him. No, geez, I don't, I don't, I don't know even who he was, but he was a low scoring. I think it was one twelve or something to one ten. We beat Antrim up there. There was no shark. There was no shark game back then. <laughs> even back going back to two thousand and five, there was no shark. There was no shark game. Nothing to get the ball in and movement and no sweepers, no nothing. You know that's that's the way it was. Even even that so changed radically in the next ten years. Paul Knurk is to blame for it all, isn't he? Yeah, Tory wouldn't like that game. 
right. Thanks very much, Sambo and Des, for joining us. No problem. All the best. And Des, just to point out, Wikipedia only has you down for two points in that match. (laughs) Does it? Henry is the best at what he did to ever play with. Unquestionably, the best to ever was Mike Ball. Like, he was just so good. He was amazing. A magician. I'm the youngest in the 15, uh, nine brothers, and five sisters. They just took you in the goal then. Yeah, well, uh, a so-called goal, uh, two tar barrels. So good. Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, I'd say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. Thanks very much to Sambo and Des for joining us. Great to have their insights. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it as he didn't get to any of the three games as he was at a flat earth convention. All right. Yeah, all weekend he was at it. All weekend. Oh, God. I'm going to have to warn him against that now. He could get caught up in these kind of things. It's up to him. Who who are we to argue with, Shane? Well, like, he's been on airplanes. Like, he should know. Who, who are you, guy, to say he's wrong? And, you know. Well, are you going to join him at the next one, Ben? No. I'm not going to join him, but I'm not going to argue with him either. Best of luck to him. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. We'll see you all in Crow Park Saturday evening. Take care. Up Wexford. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain. Hello, Wexford!